When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safety. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safety. Welcome to the Mass Singer finale podcast for season eight. I'm your host, Liana Boris, here to talk about everything from the road to the finals as well as the finals. As I mentioned, I'm your host, Liana, the Invisalign Boris. And with me is my co-host, Puya, the Invisalign tray holder, Zan Vakili. Puya, how are you? That's right. Coming to you live from the random things Liana saw on her desk to name me. <laughs> Very excited to be back for one last time this season to talk about this uh, finale of The Mass Singer. Uh, wow. I'm so shocked at the result. This is very surprising. Mm-hmm. Definitely could not have seen this coming. 
Yeah, so this was a two-way battle between Amber Riley as the harp, Wilson Phillips as the lambs. I know we normally go in order and don't reveal that kind of stuff, but look, it's the finale. We're going to be a little bit unorthodox today. With Amber Riley as the harp taking home the victory, something that we've literally been predicting from like the second she stepped on stage. So I think while it may not have been the most shocking finale, I think it was one that was definitely well-deserved. And we'll go through all of the performances as well as touching on a little bit from the road to the finals leading up to her ultimate ultimate win. Uh, so Puya, I want to start with a moment of silence for the Burger King jalapeno cheddar bites, which have recently been discontinued. And I'm very sad about that. So I think we could all remove our caps, place our hands over our hearts and take a moment of silence for the jalapeno cheddar bites. Thank you. Yeah. Liana has Yo, respect the moment of silence. Respect the moment of silence. <laughs> Y'all think she's joking. She is not joking. <laughs> it's so sad. I've been playing Sarah McLaughlin all day. I'm done. You're being ridiculous is what I'm, I'm learning. Not, it's not ridiculous when it's something that you care about. Okay. You know what? You know what else is on every other menu in the world? Cheese products, cheesy bread, cheese pizza, mozzarella sticks. You are acting like there's never going to be another cheese product in your life. They were like a dollar and they were amazing. When we would get food from Burger King, I would just get four orders of cheesy bites and just eat the cheesy bites. Okay. And how many people signed off after they heard that we willingly eat Burger King or ate Burger King? I ate the cheesy bites. At Burger King. You ate other stuff, too. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. I have a little nib-nib here and there, but no, it's it's all about the cheese bites for me. Anyway, I just want to say that while my heart is warm for the harp, my heart is also sad for the cheesy bites. So I suppose we can move on and talk about Massinger. How did you feel about the finale, Puya? Give me your raw thoughts, your raw jalapeno cheesy bite thoughts. Honestly, underwhelmed. Um, I didn't enjoy the finale, really. I enjoyed the performances specifically of the harp. I thought that was great. But when it all comes down to it, I didn't feel like this was exciting. And I think there's a couple of things that went into it for me that just didn't work. Um, The two hour finale, scrap it because the first hour does not matter and is not compelling. And then especially when you give us an hour of fodder, then jump into the show and within the first note you can tell the harp's gonna win this when they when they sang what they sang it was kind of anticlimactic like i feel like we've had good moments in the season where it's been exciting unpredictable but this was kind of a meh ending mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think the fact that we sort of had an idea of who we thought was gonna win it was really it wasn't even a debate uh whereas other mass singer finales i definitely felt like it was more up in the air. This felt like such an open and closed shut case in terms of who ultimately was going to win. And so mainly it was just tuning in to make sure that the right person won the season. Um, You know, not that I think the lambs would have been necessarily a bad representation. It's just when you have someone like the harp who's so talented, it would just feel like such a slap in the face to not have her represent season eight as the ultimate winner. And also I agree with you with the road to the finals. I mean, Nick Cannon at the beginning of that episode said, and we're going to keep you guessing till the final end, (laughs) which I just wrote Lamal. Like what? 
no, I mean, like, really, we're not. Because when you're recapping really only two people or two groups sort of journeys, there's less footage there. Also, the road to the finals made all of the filler stuff in the actual finale episode just be completely repetitive. So that was all like it made me more annoyed at the actual finale part because I had watched the road to the finals before because so you know spoiler alert we watched survivor on Wednesday and then that's eight to nine EST and then nine to ten was the actual finale for the mass singer so I didn't watch the road to the finals until I went back the next day and uh, watched it and the finale was so much better <laughs> without the road to the finals before it uh, so you know I, I think I, I echo those concerns I hope that in the future, they either have three people if they're going to do a road to the finals or figure out some other way. Have them do more performances. I mean, you know, they're all singers, essentially. They're all performers. I'm not I don't think they'd be upset about that. But anyway, here we are. Yeah, I, I think also uh, the other thing I would say I would like to see change is can we please just go back to having three performers in the finale? I think going down to a final two is all well and dandy, but it doesn't give me that excitement because at the very least with three, I can have a moment of, oh, this person didn't deserve to be third. They should have at least been second. That Because <laughs> right. like that's a, that's a thing that's going to happen, right? It's like first place can be solidified, especially, you know, we look at all the winners we've had. Truly, outside of maybe season as far back as season three at the furthest um, is, I mean, sorry, season three is like the closest we've had to anyone can win. I feel like every other season since then, it's kind of obvious who's going to be the winner ultimately. So that is what I would like is give me a little bit more variance by having a third performer there. Um, You know what? We'll talk about the format stuff when we get to the end of the pod. How about that? But yeah, ultimately yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Let's go through some of the content from the Road to the Finals episode just so that we touch on everything. So, you know, we get the summary of each of the the journeys. We get to see what the harp went through. She talked about her history. It was a nice reminder that she did the Golden Girls theme song. If I couldn't stand her harder, I definitely did. And I think that her segment just really reminded me how stacked that first group was like especially coming off of group three which was maybe not the strongest to have hummingbird and panther and the singers who i think really could have gone a lot further if either the format had been different or if they had been in a different group uh so that was a little disappointing to see it was like felt robbed of more chris kirkpatrick performances (laughs) which is something i literally never thought i would say in my life I mean, my life is fine with the amount of Chris Kirkpatrick we saw <laughs> on the season. Personally, uh, give me some Montel Jordan. That would have been better. Yeah, um, fair enough. That would have been my choice. But yeah, I, I mean, I think especially looking at the way the season went, the first group was far and wide the best group. And that was the first three episodes of the season. Whereas then the the last group was the weakest. And they were the three episodes before the semis and the finals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not exactly the strongest lead in per se. The other thing that we saw for the harp was uh, we got the clue of who they are not. So we knew that they were not Fantasia. That's something that we were told. And then also there was another clue, like an image of a car. I assumed it was a Mercedes. I didn't even look that closely. I assume (laughs) it was a Mercedes. 
Uh, similarly for the lambs, they also get their little cute, you know, summary segment. They're not Heim. And also, you know, group two is kind of stacked as well. You'd Cat Graham as Robo Girl. Obviously, the mermaid that they knew had to be someone special, Corey Gaynor and, and uh, Maria Cantone, I thought also in retrospect. I was like, yeah, they definitely deserved more. So I think if anything, it just reminded me how good groups A and B were or one and two. Yeah. Which can you account. remind me? Did we start getting the World Series delaying Mass Singer in the third group or in the second group? I think it was in the second, right? I can look at the at the uh, chart. I, no, I you know what? Say- it was second. It was second because then the third one, the third batch started after the World Series was over. Yes, because the 90s night episode, that was the one that was on Sunday because that was like wrapping up that final group. Right. And that's why they only did the one episode or something. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the yeah, I think that just takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails. I feel bad for the people in group two, but. Okie dokie. Other stuff that happened in this episode. We got a lot of the behind the scenes footage, which is always fun, but it's like kind of cheap popcorn fun. I liked Adam Carolla's comment of I'm not familiar with the show is this drag race, which like, I mean, (laughs) I kind of like that. That was funny. I could see some (laughs) of these costumes showing up on drag race. I'm still waiting for a queen to be on the mass singer, but fine. I mean, Shangela is already breaking ground over on Dancing with the Stars. So maybe no. Recognition. Shangela was on Dancing with the Stars, which means Shangela will be on season 10 confirmed. It's over. It's Dude, done. I hope. Oh my God. I'd be so excited. Uh, she'd be out first, but it'd be fun. Oh, well, I can't wait to draft her and then have you be sad that you didn't have her on your team. I would be sad. The thing is, is that there's a lot of, of good singers uh, in the drag community. So maybe they could, yeah, especially a lot of the London acts. They sing live, darling. They sing live. So we could see that. I was reminded again, Chris Kirkpatrick was on the show, which I just wrote in my notes. Ha ha, Chris Kirkpatrick was on the show. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I wrote it down. And we go through, you know, the whole like Fallen Angels segment of like all the people that were on the show. So we were reminded a lot of dudes. Like, like pretty much like just dudes. Right. Well, all the and all the dudes got slapped up left and right all the way to the finals. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was what Cat Graham was the only one, I guess Linda Blair, but I don't think she was in the Fallen Angels segment. And then Nikki Glazer had her own as the snowstorm because both of the uh, finalists complimented her and like going up against her in the the semifinals and what that was like. Honestly, that's about it. <laughs> oh wait, no, hold on. Let me mention <laughs> William Shatner being like this was horrible, <laughs> which I always love it when people describe their experiences and they say it was a fascinating experience because to me that means that they didn't enjoy it you think the word fascinating is used as a fake positive but it's actually a negative yes i mean that based on everything else that he said i think it kind of fits but um but yeah i i get the sense that oh oh it's oh fascinating oh okay yeah sure fascinating does this apply to everything for you or just specifically in this uh, mass singer conversation well, I just want to say that being on this podcast, it's just such a, a fascinating experience. Like, does that sound like an insult? You put a certain tone on it. Otherwise, it's fine. <laughs> OK, I'll keep an eye out. I'm going to keep an eye out or an ear out, I should say. Like if I said, Liana, you're you hosting today has been so good. See, that's sarcasm, oh. but that's not how I really feel. I think you're doing a great job. See, it's the same words, just different cadence. Hmm. Yeah, I'm doing a great job. 
fascinating how you're fascinating. able to put your words together. I think as long as if they follow it up with a compliment, then it was a positive. If they don't follow it up with a compliment, then it's a fake, a fake positive, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. This is a really fascinating meal that you've cooked. You know? It's not positive. All righty. All righty, <laughs> then. Um, what? Okay, let's talk about the actual finale because that's what we're here to do. Oh, the other thing that I keep forgetting to mention, I might have actually said it already, but every time I see it, it makes me laugh that The Mass Singer is listed as a comedy series on Hulu. So I don't know why. It just gives me life. You, right. Do you agree? Do you find that you laugh a lot? <laughs> I mean, only when Ken's on the show. Actually, I think Robin's the funniest to me. I think so. Yeah. He's just, he's got the, you know, the like sympathy clap down. I think it's solid. And I think then Nick Cannon's second for me, probably. No, or Nicole the second for me. Yeah, I, I love Nicole. Ken is fourth. No offense to Ken. <laughs> Je- Jenny is fifth. Jenny is eighth behind the, <laughs> the men in black, the guest judge, the audience, and then the lighting. Right. Oh, don't forget the screen in the back, too. Oh, can't forget the screen in the yeah, back. Can't forget yeah. the screen in the back. Okay, so ninth, 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 ninth. Main episode, the actual finale, it's here. The countdown is at zero. And we're going to get two performances from each the harp and the lambs, which I think obviously you have to do. I genuinely don't know how you would get away with just doing one episode or one performance, especially after having the um, whole road to the finals. And to me, the order was immediately telling. The order being harp, lambs, lambs, harp. Like literally the harp both opens and closes the show. Because normally we talk about how they put the strong contestants at the beginning and the end. And this was like, yeah, just let her have both. It's fine. It's very strange that they chose to do it that way. Because you're essentially sandwiching and you're shoving the lambs in the middle to do two back to back. And it's tough, especially when you look at the two songs that the harp did the the song to open up just made it so that the lambs ha- could not recover and then you made the lambs open up for the next one and then the harp shut it down completely so mm-hmm. yeah it, again it was it was very obvious what was gonna happen mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure the so the performances that nick tells us that they each get to sing an anthem that means something to them and then their own spin on a pop classic. I don't know. It felt a little bit force fit, but sure. Maybe that's the brief that they were given and that's the songs that they were able to choose. But it kind of works better for the heart, maybe than the lambs. I guess I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it fits. Maybe it fits. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Harp's first performance is Lady Gaga's The Edge of Glory. Puya, walk me through your feelings on this. It was curtains. The first note hit and I was like, all right, just write her the check. It's over. It was the perfect combination of powerful vocals mixed in with a little razzle dazzle, a little movement, which I'm always a big fan of. And I just, you know, we, we've talked about some of the other performances we've seen on the show before this season that we, we said this was a finale performance. Scratch all of that that I said before. This was a finale performance like this was. This felt like if you tuned in and you were listening to this, you oh, they're making the winner do their song one more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, it, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was, it was curtains. I mean, my notes just say, damn, why are we even here? Write her the check now. And I think also because this song, I love, love this song. And it always reminds me, too, of the Drag Race Season 11 finale. <laughs> like, and so by the way, any fan accounts out there, please edit her vocals over the Season 11 finale performance. I would love that. And just between the actual song itself, the backup dancers, the lighting, the fact that they took her harp back piece off so she could have more of that razzle dazzle. I just felt like everything about this performance worked. I have literally nothing bad to say about this. It just was so strong. She's such a good singer. This was such an outstanding performance. And I think while I did like her second performance, this is the one that really sort of took it for me that even if she had fumbled the bag on the last one, you still have to give her the money just based on this performance alone. Like that's how good it was. That's the tier. Absolutely. S tier breaking the tier list charts, like above S tier, just put it up there. I, 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 you know, the judges like to say, Oh, this is the best performance we've ever seen on the show ever. And they, I feel like they say that every season, but genuinely (laughs) this is the best performance I've seen on the show ever it was just so good one of the judges comments were you put every award show to shame which are we saying that award show performances are like upper echelon top tier performances and that's why oh that's i don't do you think that's the interpretation i don't know i guess i didn't think much of it but award show performances are like usually fine every once in a while there's like a really good one but most of the time they're just like fine Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that was like a sort of a top tier thing, but I guess so. I mean, I guess it's a, co- yeah. Is that a compliment or was, is it's a fascinating experience more of a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it was, it was amazing though. It was amazing. I think, I don't think it's my favorite finale performance of all time, but I think it's up there very strongly up there. Yeah. I think it's tough to beat season two. Both of them, literally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Lambs are up next. And their song is I'm Every Woman by Shaka Khan. And uh, 
again, like they're good. They're obviously talented. They perform well together. It's just so hard to come on the heels of the harp. You know what I'm saying? Because Again, they're they are good, but you just can't help. You're comparing back to back, and the harp just did such a good job that the lambs, even though again, amazing performance, I just it it just doesn't match up, you know. This was an okay performance for me. This was not this is one of those moments for me where I feel like if there was another performer here, the lambs could have easily been third place. Like I don't think this was great. Maybe it's in an immediate comparison to the harp, but I didn't feel this didn't wow me. It was fine. It was good, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, they're bringing it. It was OK. I enjoyed the clapping bits. I like it when I get to clap along. As Puya said, I'm a very loud TV watcher. I engage with the television and interact with it. So I, you best believe I was clapping along. But like, I see, like that. that is not a good <laughs> thing for me because that's like saying you know i i don't really love this burger but the tomatoes doing work the tomatoes mm. so good then you're <laughs> then that's not a good burger if you're focusing on the tomato if it's the clapping that's not the best <laughs> i like clapping and i also like tomatoes Ooh, you know what <laughs> like a good crunchy lettuce on a burger like that does work no, it's because it it's like not like a good crunchy iceberg lettuce like you bite into it you get the different textures i can eat oh. a burger that has not the best crunchy lettuce if the if the meat is on point and the cheese is if it's a cheeseburger she's on point i'm great i'm having a good time if i'm having a burger but the patty's not there and the lettuce is crunchy that burger is no good yeah but like sad wilty wet pathetic wimpy lettuce no one likes that. To be fair, that's most lettuce. Let's not act like <laughs> lettuce is out here pumping iron. Like lettuce is just pathetic. I'm going to pretend you didn't just say that. It's already been a hard day for me with the cheesy bites being discontinued. And now you're going to come off on lettuce like this. I lettuce love lettuce. Is the only time lettuce is the superstar is when there's salad involved. Otherwise, in every other avenue, lettuce is like fourth place. Okay, well, I like lettuce and I like clapping. So I'm going to stand proud <laughs> with my two I'm choices. not trying to shame you. Let's just, you know, let's look at the facts. Mm, okay, well, we'll see. The other thing that I had to say about the Lambs performance, and I don't know if you noticed this, was the backup dancers. Did you see what the backup dancers were wearing for the Lambs performance? Uh, the backup dancers were wearing, let me see. No, I don't remember. Can you remind me? Oh, the crowns? They they were wearing the gold costuming that matched the harp, which like, yeah. for the harp totally makes sense. It looks like <laughs> the background dancers are matching her, but then they just threw the same backup dancers out there for the lambs. And it totally felt like it just matched all of the harps energy. And it was just like, oh yeah, shoot. The lambs have to perform too. Well, what are they going to wear? We already built the costumes based on the harp. Ah, it's fine. Just it's fine. It's a formality. Like we know they're going to lose anyway. Just put the, just put the dancers out there in the harp costumes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They really did not back the lambs at all. Here. No. <laughs> Pointing <laughs> that out. Wow. They were really like, yeah, listen, the harps are champion. Thanks for coming. Yeah, exactly. But this is a celebration of her, which don't get me wrong. She should be celebrated. But at the same time, at least try to make an effort to make things somewhat equal for the two finale performers. <laughs> which begs the question to me, this is obviously the closest we've had a 
more than one person mask make it to the end and look like they could win. Do you mm-hmm. think this is as close as we're going to get? Do you think there's ever a world where a big group is going to win? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think absolutely it's possible for a multi person group to take the win. I think it's just a matter of which one, you know, and again, the costumes too, I think have to allow for more movement. I think the lambs were a little bit closer because, you know, we talked about the snowbirds or whatever, the the snow, snow owls. owls. Yeah, the snow owls. They were limited. Hansen was limited in their little Russian nesting dolls. This was the closest, but still, I feel like had limited mobility. I think once they have like a really solid performer with like a good costume, I think it's possible. Uh, Okay, let's see. What else? Uh, The yeah, honestly, that's all I have to say for the first slam's performance. So that was, I guess, their anthem that means something to them. So then their own spin on a pop classic was Foreigners. I want to know what love is. I thought this was probably the better of their two performances, but I want to know what you think. I thought it was the better of the two as well. I wrote really good, but still not the best of the night, which I think is the hardest part here mm-hmm. when you're when you have the harp go first and then the lambs go back to back. And it's like, all right, well, comparing to the first one, it's still not the best. Um, I was intrigued by the fact that they had a whole orchestra behind them. Obviously, mm-hmm. this was more of their ballad moment, but And I want to just immediately bring in the second performance from the harp because they both went with a ballad tune, like a slow jam. And it just looked far more powerful seeing the harp on stage alone with no one else and nothing else. Just just person, my microphone going at it. And I thought that that played a bigger part there, whereas here it was again, it was fine. And I feel like. Some of the benefits that the Lambs had earlier on with like the Battle Royale and having three of them harmonizing and being able to do that, it they just didn't come together here to make as big an impact for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I... Th- I think even though the interpretation, so obviously they had a, you know, their own interpretation, which I really liked. And I think Nicole even said this in some of the judges comments that was the arrangement was award winning. I think it really was, but I like the distinction that you pointed out of like the performance as a whole was really good, but that focus on just the single performer versus the group, you know, while the, uh, the blue lamb, I know we learned they had different like names and stuff in the road to the finals, but with the, the blue one, like she really excelled. So she was kind of the centerpiece, but was still obviously had the other ones up there. So, you know, it's not as like solo dolo as the harps. Yeah. Yeah. It just, again, good performance, solid, but at the end of the day, it, uh, I really genuinely do think I'm comparing it to the harp more because they're on the finale, because I think this was a phenomenal performance. But for the finale that they were placed in, it wasn't as strong. Mm. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? (laughs) You're supposed to compare them. So I don't think that there's any, you know, fault in that per se. It's just, um, yeah, I think you still want to be able to be like, yeah, they did a good performance. And also the harp was better. You know, you know, that's like, that's the moral of the story for me at the end of the day. (laughs) I agree. Then let's close things out with the harp's final performance. And so she does Gravity by John Mayer. And this, you know, for me, started started good. I enjoyed it. And then as she just continued, it continued to blow my mind. I texted Puya during this episode. I said, stop it. They're already dead. <laughs> like the 
lambs were already taken to slaughter harp you didn't need to pull this one out i'm proud of her for doing it i was very inspiring and amazing like emotional journey <laughs> but also it just felt cruel it was like you know in sports where they have the mercy rule where like when you're already so far ahead you kind of stop you pull well, in back, baseball yeah the they clock. should they should have mercy after the third performance <laughs> like, all right congratulations to to harp commiserations to the lambs we're just not going to go forward anymore exactly yeah just mercy rule them. <laughs> just they're already dead and then i think the the icing on the cake for me too was the harp afterwards like she's crying about this journey and she's welling up and i can't remember where it was in these two episodes but she had talked about how nicole was like her biggest supporter and that just was so heartwarming to hear and you know everything that she's had to overcome in her career and about not fitting the mold and all of that it just it feels so nice for her to be able to get the recognition that she deserves yeah i i, I learned about her for the first time here <sighs> yeah oh this was so good this was so good i i think okay if you had to pick oh well okay yeah if you had to rank the performances that we saw tonight from one to four how would you rank them um harp's first performance harp's second performance lamb's third uh, second performance lamb's first performance yeah i would agree with you on that one I think, yeah, part of me was like, oh, maybe Edge of Glory should have been the last one, but I think the more I think so, because you're about to win, right? I'm on the edge of glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of fits the... Yeah, because I think that's what, it, maybe that's part of the reason why it kind of went, felt kind of flat for me, this, this finale, because the first hour was a bit of fodder, and then the first five minutes of the finale ended it for me. So the rest of the episode felt like if I just dead scroll on on the internet, I'm going to get the exact result that I know is going to happen regardless of the rest of these performances. But I am a professional and I watched it with no dead scrolling and notes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, then you win, too. <laughs> I'm a winner. All right. Well, we get to the announcement of the winner. The harp wins. OK, we all knew. Whew, thank goodness. It's just nice to finally have her get recognition, especially because like when I first heard of her, she was on Glee and really like the meme for Glee was that they would bring in Mercedes to just sort of belt out like the last note. And that was where she was utilized on songs. Um, and so it just feels nice to finally have her like get so much success through both Dancing with the Stars and now with the Mass Singer. Yeah, no, it's phenomenal. You know, double crown, two W's, two wins. What's next? Oh, gosh. I don't know. What other? Oh, Big Brother. Big Brother. She could come on Big Brother. That would be super fun. What about the Masked Dancer? She could go there okay. if that show ever gets brought back. So here's what I'll say. I'm down with a Big Brother appearance for her. However, that would mean that Big Celebrity Big Brother would have to come back. And I think my life's fine. I don't think we need another <laughs> Big Brother season thrown in and have like four seasons in a year five seasons yeah. in a year yeah okay well maybe it's like an every other year kind of thing yeah yeah we need to go over a few other things so first the unmasking so i haven't been talking about the the guesses from the judges but i do have them here so the lambs are going to ultimately get unmasked jenny steals robin's guess of the chicks but robin and nicole have both sw switched over to wilson phillips and Ken, in great sympathy, clap, fashion from Robin, goes with the Kardashians. Robin and Nicole are right. Wilson Phillips, someone who we've sort of been on to from the beginning of the season. No, we haven't. You've been on to. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was the walkout clue, man, that just gave it away. You know, it just validates like everything I was feeling. And by the way, when the lambs are on mass, they sing their song, hold on, which is what their walkout clue is in reference to. Yeah. Then we get the harp unmasking. I know Nicole guessed her. I can't remember who everybody else guessed. I didn't write it down. So great job, Amber Riley. I also wanted to note the similarities between her and the sun costumes. So now I know in a draft, if anyone's dressed in like all gold, I am drafting them first. Please don't steal my strategy. <laughs> you made a big mistake revealing it. So <laughs> too late. Here's what I'll say, Liana. Um, I believe the white tiger was also dressed in gold. No, so. no, 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 no. Like all gold, like head to toe gold. I'm not talking like a little schmish smash smattering like the mummies of gold. No. Well, I will head say to toe gold. Congratulations are in order. We did say when we did the draft, we did our draft after the first group had gone because we said, all right, let it get down to an even number. We'll draft amongst the non uh, revealed people. And then whoever gets if the harp wins, whoever gets closest to second place wins, which is you. So you won the draft. Yay. Yay. Good job, me. I did it. Do I get a trophy? Uh, you do not. Uh, here's what you will get, though, is an is a bit of insight as to what happened in that draft. So, so you picked Scarecrow first which did nothing for you. I was a bit of a sniper. I picked Snowstorm with my first pick, who ended up being a finalist. So I still have a good eye for talent. And I know what I'm doing. Uh, you ended up picking Lambs. Lambs got picked in the fifth pick. So not bad, but not as clinical as my pick in the second pick. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because I remember being between those two, the Snowstorm and the Scarecrow, because I was like, I want somebody who can move. Bad pick on on my end. Uh, although I wish I could have drafted Amber Riley. She, you know, she actually tweeted like a week ago or something like that. Where can I watch Canada's Drag Race? <laughs> uh, so I hope she found Well Presents Plus because it's all there. There you go. All right. We're going to be back next year. We hear Nick announce this at the end of the episode with a, a new new year for season nine. So I assume that that's probably going to be starting up sometime around March. So we will be back to cover that in the spring. Oh, nine. Not another season. Okay. I have. So I know that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to discuss from the actual finale episode itself, which is good because I have a lot of questions and thoughts for you. Cause I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about a few things. The first thing that I want to talk about is should Massinger go down to one episode or one season a year? Yes. That's my first question. Yes. Okay. They should. They can even make that season a little bit longer, but 100%. Where they could have it, because right now, what was this season? Uh, 12 episodes total, but the finale was episodes 11 and 12. So technically 11 episodes total. They could easily make the season 18 episodes, but just do it once a year. And I think that would go better go over better than just shoving two seasons and making it matter less and less. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately, especially with these singing shows, with these identity hidden shows, you're going to run out of identities and then you're going to run out of people caring because, you know, American Idol stepped into the scene and was the only show of its kind at the time. Massive loved. There 
After that, the market got saturated. You have the voice, you have the X, you have X Factor. You America's Got Talent has a bunch of people that come on to sing now. So it made every show, like every singing show, unless you're like a core fan, matter a little bit less. And then, you know, Mass Singer is obviously its own thing because it's celebrity singing. But then if you're doing it two a year, and then one of them is going to be mixed up with the with the World Series every year. So you're guaranteed. Every year, that second season of the year, you're going to have like three delays in the middle to mess up the rhythm. It's not worth it. So, yes, I guess that was a long way of saying yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it also just fits into the what I felt one thing about the season was sort of like a little bit of a lack of rooting interest, because while I think I probably would have been like, uh, like obviously very happy for the harp. I think I would have been even more obsessed if I had been able to sort of build that excitement as the season went on. And I think that that is also, you know, it's just sort of lost with the way that this format is done. And so maybe by reverting back to only doing one season a year, I think that you can potentially alleviate some of that pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would help with the, the getting the celebrities, because I think that if we talk about the format of the finale, that's part of the reason why it, like why they could get the people that they could is because of the way it was structured. So I don't know if they do end up doing, you know, let's say they did one season, 18 episodes. I just don't know if it's going to hit the same from the production celebrity perspective, if that makes sense. Well, I feel like they've had better, like, you know, we've discussed the format a lot this season. I don't see why not. Why couldn't we have it be alternating weeks? You know, I'm not even saying they should be performing more, right? Let's say they keep the same number of episodes. But if the harp performed weeks one, four and seven, then you're getting a little bit more of a, at least in the rotation, like, oh, I'm getting my, my harp hit. Whereas here, the winner of the season was on in the first three weeks. So in, in September and then was nowhere to be seen until like November 20th. Yeah, that's actually kind of wild when you say that. Yeah, because the the harp performed, let's see, the harp's last performance before the, you know, season finale. Um, and the finale was on the fifth of October. Yeah. That was two months ago. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. So that's what I think they should fix now. The next question I want to ask you is, well, season nine's coming. We know that season nine and 10 could be coming for all we know. So maybe they do two seasons anyway. My question is, should they stick to this format? What did you think about having two unmaskings every episode? Okay, yeah. So I did I did a little bit of a pros and cons list on my final thoughts on the format of the season. So under my pros list, I have you get to see a lot of celebrities. A potentially higher caliber level of celebrities. You get to see a lot of really cool costumes. And it's very, what I wrote down was chippy choppy, which I think that means it moves fast. Like it's, you know, it's chip, it's chippy choppy. Like we're, we're chopping through it, you know, chippy choppy. Now on the con side that you, it's the lack of rooting interest. That's sort of the biggest thing. Also, you can have good people eliminated early. They just have no chance to move on. And I think that those are, even though like on paper, okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal. I feel like it really drags. And then another thing that you mentioned was the whole like, oh, well, we hadn't seen performers perform in like two months, which is wild. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're getting too much of a good thing with two unmaskings per episode. I think that it's robbing me of the feeling of caring about the unmaskings as exactly. much. So I don't yeah. like that. I think they should bring back the vault guesses. I thought that was a very fun thing they had added into the show. It was like the one thing they added to the show with the judges involved that I liked. And, you know, we had the vault train music. We had different random stuff of like put it in the clue box or whatever that I feel I wish would come back. I wish there was more of an emphasis on the judges are kind of competing with each other. I thought that was fun. And I don't know if I agree with the caliber of celebrity being higher this season. I think it depends on what years we're looking at, what genres we're looking at, because you're, if you ask me, I didn't know a lot of these people. So to me, are they higher caliber? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say people like Eric Idle and William Shatner, uh, definitely, you know, Gloria Gaynor, you could say like, well, they'd had sort of people in that category before. So that's not really a departure from what we've seen. I mean, they finally were able to get Montel Jordan, <laughs> which, uh, you know, we uh, we had been talking about being on the show for a long time and he was finally able to to get up there. Otherwise, the, yeah, <laughs> the notion that we have had performers like the White Tiger get to perform three times on a season, whereas Montel Jordan got to only do one because of this format does bother me quite a bit. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying in terms of the the losing, you know, the good people early, right? Just because mm-hmm. it was a byproduct of the, the the format. But if if it's like, are you going to have Montel Jordan for one episode or not at all? Then I, of those two options, what would you rather choose? Well, how about okay? Let me let me throw something your way and see if this fits. Okay, what about if they still do? this format right this whole king of the hill queen of the hill like you win you stay on but if you win you're on the you're you're like top of the hill but only one gets unmasked and then the person that came in second still has a chance to do better the next time around while they bring in other people like they bring in one or two other people because that way you'll still get a double unmasking later on but it's not every episode and there's still some hope for like the Panther to do something different. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that if the decision is either you're going to have one person for one performance or not at all, then what would you choose? Not at all, honestly. Okay, you'd rather have them not at all. Okay, I mean, okay, genuinely, fair. my issue is that I don't remember a lot of the, the performances that we got. A lot of the one-time performances. The White mm-hmm. Tiger gets mentioned once a season, at least on this podcast, because I had to watch the damn White Tiger <laughs> perform three times or the banana or, you know, you know what I mean? Like all these other performers that I've seen perform multiple, multiple times. The only single episode performer that I remember is the dragon. And that's because I'm biased and I love Busta Rhymes. Otherwise, it's near impossible for me to remember their performances, which means they didn't matter, which means then the caliber doesn't matter. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I I think for me, I just I go back to at its core, like at its heart, the mass singer is a great show, right? You're taking celebrities dressed in these ridiculous costumes and you're having them perform and they could be literally anybody from any type of 
celebrity. You could have people that are athletes. You could have people that are actors, you people that are singers. You could have people that are TV personalities. Like that is just so fun. I think there's a reason why the first season captivated people the way that it did, because at its core, it's a great show. I think that we're seeing the repetition becoming redundant, becoming tiresome, the changes to the format that don't work. I would love to see like a Big Brother season 10, a back to basics season. Additionally, one season a year, but like go back, (laughs) just try, just try to do like an old school style season and just see if it worked. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Yeah, because I think and I think I want to emphasize this because I can tell it may come off that I'm not liking the show. I'm enjoying the show, but I'm also giving my two cents of the ways I think it could be better because the show has been has had seasons where it's been better than this. And it's also had seasons where it's been worse than this. So I'm just trying to focus up on what I think has worked in the past. So, for example, looking at season two, season two was a total of 13 episodes. Okay. So just one more episode than this season. And in that season, this is what the format was. We had um, group A, group B, group C, and group D. And then only one unmasking. We had a total of 16 performers. So about six less than what we got this season. But more episodes and i think that's better i think that's better than doing too much and having too many right i i wonder if what happened first if it's like they made the changes to the format because they couldn't book people or they they couldn't like you know what i'm saying like is it because they couldn't book people they made the change to the format or they made the change to the format and then that allowed them like then they started booking people i don't know because i think if it's, it's the format first because it's very clear they're trying a new kind of format every season right so i think it's the format first i mean i'm just thinking if it's like prohibitory well, i don't know like what that do, means like to do mass singer in the way that we are talking about like to try to go back to sort of the old format is that even possible? Because I think one thing that we don't have a good grasp on being people who are looking from the outside in is that we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Is it that they simply could not cast enough people? Like, let's say they tried to go for a back to basic season. They cast five people. And that's it. Like, that's all they could get, you know? Okay, then, of course, I can understand why they would need to make these changes to the format. So I think this is me speaking from an ideal world situation where let's assume that getting celebrities isn't a problem. 
I totally agree with you. The season two format, I think season one, season two, I think either one of those, I think would be really great to just try again. And you know what? Try it. If it doesn't work, fine. It doesn't work. But I just, I kind of want to go back to that feeling and see if that would be a, a, a possibility, you know, and even also, you know, kind of just taking a break, changing things up. We've now had this style of format for a little bit trying it with the wild cards being brought in to also then doing this sort of, you know, double unmaskings all the time, constantly reintroducing people. Let's just try and see if the format of the show would work with doing it sort of old school style. I mean, the mass Singer is still performing well, at least in ratio to, you know, their other shows. It's the top non-scripted show on Fox for the 2022-23 season so far. The only other shows that are beating it, uh, at least as of the uh, what I've looked at, the data that I've looked at last is The Simpsons, <laughs> um, with actually 911 at the next <laughs> highest rated show. So I, I get why they're trying to get me to watch it. Stop it, Hulu. So I think because of that, you have some room to play. And I think you've got some time to just sort of let's just take a risk. And as weird as that says, say is to take a risk, but to like go back to sort of the the old school season style. I think especially at this point, you have had eight seasons because first my opinion, and it's only my opinion, is that I feel like we're in a day and age now where there's so much television, but also so many more opportunities to be back on television. And there's so many celebrities because there's so much television, so much movies, so much this, so much that. I think there's an abundance of celebrities you could go to. So I don't think that's an issue. The other part is if it's an issue of caliber, you have now had eight seasons where you've been able to get big, big names on the board, which then you can use to sp spice in the deal when you're like, Hey, would you like to come on the mass singer? You know, uh, William Shatner, who you've worked with before has been on the show. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of that co connective tissue now with what at least 80 performers uh, probably more if i'm being i think we've already hit 100 performers that you can look at and say hey this person's been on would you be interested i i think they can go back to basics i think so but it's season nine then it's 10 which makes me think that at least for this year we're not going to see a different show i and by that i mean we're not going to see a back to basics we're going to see a different format every season for nine and ten because ten is then huge what are they going to do with that it's a big number yeah i'm trying to remember if the season six and season seven seasons that aired sort of like i don't want to say in the same year but like sort of in that same cycle they had similar formats right it was like they neither of them featured wild cards which two seasons six and seven okay Neither of them wild cards. Or maybe what else? they did. No, maybe they did. Uh, uh, it was groups A and group B. I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to just think if, like, based on previous seasons, that it, we could make the assumption that it's going to be the same. But. Well, season seven was the good, the bad, and the cuddly. Oh right. <laughs> so with all the that good going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, even like that, it allowed me to. Yeah. No, that's the only problem. Like that season also had the. Um, like it was group A and then they all perform and then group B, they all perform group C, they all perform. Right. And then you like take the winner. For yeah. And then six or whatever. did have wild cards. Yeah. Six did have wild cards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I don't know what we're going to see in season nine, but I'm, you know what? 
as much as we talk about like oh what changes we would make we're we're just we're just fans at the end we're just fans yeah we're just people who you know were again as i mentioned captivated by season one and it just sort of drew me in i've been a fan of mass singer ever since and i'm always curious to see what's going to happen in the next seasons what celebrities are going to be there what costumes they're going to have and what the performances have in store and what terrible jokes can is going to make <laughs> what we have to live with. As we know, The Mass Singer is indeed a comedy series. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, definitely something to laugh at. Okay, Puya, anything else you want to say about The Mass Singer in general or this season? No, it was a pleasure to cover it this season. I had a good time. Um, format aside, we had a, a lot of good laughs. We had some really good performances. We had some horrible guesses from the judges. And that's kind of Mass Singer in a nutshell. The where the podcast can very easily be the most fun part, which I had a good time with. And we'll be back to cover season nine whenever that happens. Yes, exactly. So we will be back for season nine. I assume probably sometime in March. It usually follows the, you know, the the survivor calendar, the regular <clears throat> uh, TV calendar. So until then, that does it for us. So Puya, anything you want to plug? Where can people find you on social media? How can they keep up with the Puya content during the Mass Singer offseason? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. They can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Do stream there three, four times a week. Come through, say hi, would appreciate it. And also, if you're looking for me on a podcast, the 90 Day Fiance podcast will still be ongoing because that show knows no hiatus. So I'll be on talking about that throughout the rest of this year and then obviously the next year as well. And I think that's about everything I've got going on right now that the mass Singer is over. What am I going to do with my Thursdays now? Who knows? <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP podcasting about Survivor. We just recorded a super, super fun episode yesterday of the Survivor B&B with Mari. We had to pull on Owen's analogy of the peanuts. So we we talked about which survivors are what peanuts. And we also did this really weird segment about what stories CBS put out on Instagram featuring Jeff. It was so weird. The whole thing. Highly recommend you watch or listen to that podcast that's on YouTube or in the uh, Survivor feed or reality TV or Hapos feed. And then also Marisa and I are going to be back for Lego Masters. So we obviously took a week off because of the Mass Singer finale having their two-part episode. So we're going to get one more Lego Masters episode next week and then a two-part finale for Lego Masters the following week on the 14th. And then most likely we'll probably cover the celebrity mass singer or celebrity mass singer, the celebrity uh, Lego masters special, which is going to be the 19th, 20th and 21st on Fox. So keep an eye out for all of that. So that does it for us. Enjoy the mass singer off season. And wait, we'll... can I say one thing? Yeah. Yes, of course. What would you like to say? <laughs> um, on the wiki for season eight, it says this season will be followed by a Christmas special, which is set to air on December 7th. Wait, is that going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> How did we not know about this until just now? Uh, according to the wiki, it's happening. I feel like they didn't advertise that at all. Well, I don't remember seeing it advertised either, but it's the uh, mass singer seasonal sing-along spectacular fan favorite contestants from season eight get into a hol into the holiday spirit for a christmas sing-along now we will not be covering this 
But if you are interested in some Mass Singer content more this Wednesday, the 7th, you'll get one more chance at this season. So in case you were missing season eight, don't worry. They got <laughs> you one more time. For long. But I don't understand. Is it going to be like the, ugh, I mean, it's going to be a sing-along spectacular, which probably means it's going to be performances from the season, right? Not like, because I know in season two, they did an all, all out sort of holiday. No, this is going like, to be episode. holiday. This is going to be get into the holiday spirit for a Christmas sing-along. It's going to be oh, Christmas so songs. They're going to be Christmas songs? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder when they filmed it then. After? Maybe after, maybe maybe during, right? Maybe they got on Master Guard. Do one more. Do this. Uh, do a uh, Jingle Bell Rock now, please. Okay, okay, now you can. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be able to tell based on what the judges are wearing. I think, like when if if it was you know sort of like an add on to one of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah, we're not covering that. But enjoy watching it if you do. <laughs> Before I assume Lego Masters, I would guess right. Maybe. But- all right. Well, thank you, Puya, for that final announcement. That does it for us. <laughs> we will be back in the spring and we will unmask you then. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the Who's under there? I wonder. It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.